Hello and welcome to Horror. This is a fortnightly podcast in which myself, Lee, and Adam will be taking our friend Chris on a journey through the twisted world of horror cinema in the hopes of introducing him to some of the many delights the genre has to offer. The premise is very simple. We will sit down together and watch a film. As soon as it's finished, we will sit down and record the podcast immediately afterwards. As such, it will be very spoiler-heavy, and we do suggest you watch the film yourself before listening to the podcast, not only so we don't spoil it, but also so you know exactly what we're talking about. At the end of each discussion, we'll decide what film we'll be watching next, and we'll let you know so you have a fortnight to watch it yourselves, and then come on our journey with us again. Along the way, there will be facts, laughs, opinions, probably quite a lot of swearing. Any full frontal nudity will be completely irrelevant, as this is audio only. So, with the introduction over, it's now time for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Christmas already, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, I know. I, I was, yeah, I was saying to Lee, I'm completely. Uh, I, Halloween feels like years ago. Even <laughs> yeah. it happened yet, and now, <laughs> and now I'm like, where's my presents? <laughs> Excellent. Right, leaving, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to horror. Uh, this is the second of our Christmas episodes. Um, and we have watched Rare Exports. I am Lee. I am Adam. And I am Chris. Uh, and we are here to discuss that movie and uh, some other random shit along the way, I dare say. Um, Adam, have you watched anything horror um, since well, last we met? Uh, the moment Sainsbury's are doing John Carpenter Blu-rays really cheap. Oh, I saw you got the thing again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I got the thing. But I haven't watched that yet, but I've got the thing on Blu-ray now, so I'm, I'm happy with fucking Larry. Um, and, uh, yeah, but um, for the first... For, I think for the first time, like, certainly beginning to end, hmm. uh, I watched Christine, which oh. I've not really... I don't think... I, I don't even think I've seen it. I haven't seen it in 20-something years. Yeah. Go on, tell us a bit. Uh, that is John Carpenter's... Uh, a John Carpenter film based on the book by Stephen King about a <clears throat> about a killer car. Mm. That basically, yeah, it's, it's not as ludicrous as it sounds. Yeah, it is. Having watched it, having watched it it's recently, like a, yeah. I'd imagine that it works quite well on the page. Hmm. But there's a, there's a sort of element of because basically, yeah, I was watching it. Uh, Claire was out, so I was watching that. And when she came back in, she said, oh, it was like the last five minutes. And she was going, oh, I assume it's the last five minutes. And I was like, yeah, don't think you, I think you'd be fine watching this. I don't think there's, because I think it would border into the ludicrous. And there's not really, it's, it doesn't really have jump moments as such. It's just more sort of, well, let's just, let's just film the book, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, sort of like uh, the actors in it were really good. Um, I seem to remember the lead character looking quite a lot like Dave Vanian from. Um, he does actually, yeah, yeah he does because it starts off that he's he starts off quite geeky, and then when he gets Christine, it gives him a whole new lease of life, and he starts uh, dressing like a greaser. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also one of the because there's like 
bullies who he gets his revenge on and stuff like that. Well, Christine gets revenge for him. So why is that? How does he end up with Christine? Uh, he buys her off of the brother of one of Christine's victims because basically whoever whoever owns the car ends up dead. Okay. Uh, it starts off on the production line, and uh, it before it's even left the production line, uh, the bonnet slams and bites someone's fingers off, <laughs> and a man is found dead who was testing the radio. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sort of yeah, pretty good. And um, yeah, there was some. Oh, and I watched. Um, oh God, a girl walks home alone at night. Oh, I saw your Instagram post. Yeah. Is it any good? I've not seen it yet. It's really fucking good. Oh really? It's a proper good. It's um, it's well, basically, it's a good vampire movie, and I've suddenly decided that I need to. I might even go off onto a tangent of that and just watch exclusively good vampire movies to remind myself that I do actually like vampires. Yes. Because I've had it sort of knocked out of me so much by sexy vampires and mm. teen vampires and bullshit. So, but, so basically, yeah, that and that definitely comes into it. It's just really... Um, the director describes it as the first Iranian vampire spaghetti western, and I think she, <laughs> I think she's kind of right on that. But it's, it just looks, it looks really good. The vampire is she the, like the the lead, the the main vampire, well, the only vampire, is really good in it, and yeah, it's just just a nice atmospheric um, black, and, and I've also decided that black and white is. The tradition for vampire movies yes. in a weird way. Or um, the 80s, you can only do black and white or the 80s. Yeah, so I think I'm sort of going to go back through and I was sort of uh, obviously, obviously near dark, mm. um, but I also, wanted, I also wanted to include, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. Yes, that's a, that's a really fun film. Brilliant film. And um, also, I picked—I haven't watched it yet—but I picked up a Mick Takeshi vampire film called Yakuza Apocalypse in the Pound Shop. Oh, well. uh, the Pound <laughs> Shop at the moment is doing loads of like Halloween stuff. I, oh. I picked up Antiviral in there as well. The one Jesus, it's only like three years old. Yeah, it? they've got loads. Uh, picked up Halloween Two as well in there. Wow. Uh, at the moment, they've got Halloween Two, Halloween Three. Uh, Amityville 2 and Amityville 3 in the pound shop in the pound shop this is in Harlow the pound shop in Harlow is the tits I need to Staple get involved time. you've just given away that secret I don't care he's bought them now he I bought them all yeah and the good thing is is because it's all like sort of remaindered stuff they've got hundreds of them oh wow seriously so it's like I, to go in somewhere and it's like do you know what I could buy for under a fiver, I can get a John Carpenter film, I can get a Mick Takeshi film, I can get a um, Dave Cronenberg's son film. Bloody and yeah, man. I was like, this is just incredible. It's great. I remember Jennifer coming back, uh, Lady Jennifer coming home one day, and she'd been in the pound shop, and she said, I'll pick you up a couple of movies, they're in the pound shop, so they're probably shit, but yeah. here they are. And it was popcorn. And Profender Rossa. <laughs> wow! What in the pound shop? Yeah, it's just bizarre what goes on in there. I don't know. I don't know quite where they're stocking from, and obviously, like I say, because it's sort of I assume sort of that's their Halloween stock coming in and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, they've um, they've got some 
yeah, they've got some really good bits in there. And um, oh, and it's kind of it's kind of horror, um, but it's true crime. Um, been watching Mindhunter on Netflix, and that's really good because I read the book by John Douglas mm. years ago, and it's uh, the behavioral science unit. It's like the origins of the behavioral science unit in the FBI, um, but they also have real life killers in there. Uh, the guy who plays Ed Kemper, it's practically like they got Ed Kemper. Bloody hell. He uh, does look the spit of him. It's he sounds like him because I've seen interviews with Ed Kemper and yeah. it's just, yeah, he's he's brilliant. They've got a guy playing uh, Jerry Brudos, the foot fetishes murderer as well. He mm. was great in it because he's just so foul. Um, and yeah, it's just, that's sort of turning out really really good and it's David Fincher as well so it's got that yeah. kind of Zodiac feel yeah oh that was a horrible film it was a beautiful it was, it was, it, amazing it, film but yeah. about a really horrible fucking subject yeah and it, no, no punches pulled no glamorisation no it just was fucking, so raw and so yeah. horrible I, I got to the end of it and I really enjoyed it I don't think I'd ever go back and watch it again it was so brutal it was, 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 it, was it John Walter's parents it was good, but I'm glad I don't have to watch it ever again. <laughs> yeah. Chris, have you been watching anything horror since our last outing? No, I still avoid horror. Okay, that's <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah. Um, um, but we accept that I'd quite like to watch Stranger Things. You, yes, you definitely need to see Stranger Things. Um, season 2 is obviously out now as well. Um, yeah, that's what I mean, season 2. Yeah, yeah. and I'm going to binge watch the shit out of that. Cause <laughs> it was how I watched it. I watched the first one. And I think I watched the, the first series in a day minus the last episode and then I got up at like seven o'clock the next morning so I could watch it because I woke up and it was that normally I'd roll over and go back to sleep for a couple of hours but I woke up and went oh no I can't I just kept wondering what was going to happen so I remember dashing down yeah. and then I sat and re-watched the entire thing the following weekend again with Lady Jennifer and uh, yeah very keen for season two mm, yeah looks good in the trailer um, speaking of Netflix the thing that I have watched last weekend, which was amazing, is The Babysitter. Babysitter? So it's the new Netflix movie. Yeah. Um, basically, it's a boy, he's bullied at school, he's a nerd, his parents are kind of going through a rough patch, so he still has a babysitter who's a few years older and is ridiculously hot, who he's clearly in love with, and she is super cool. Um and her, his friend lives across the street and she says, oh, well, you know, she has boys over and they have sex after you go to bed. And he said, no, no, she's not like that. She's not. She said, well, what happens when you go to sleep? Have you never stayed up to see what she gets up to? So he says, no. So she stays up to see what she gets up to. And horror ensues. It is horror comedy. Cool. It is absolutely brilliant I loved it it was another one I watched it on the I think I watched it on the Sunday night when Jennifer was playing roller derby and then I sat and watched it again on Tuesday night or something because I was like you need to see this and I'm more than happy to watch it again so is that getting added to the list I think that would be a good one to put on the list um, and again because it's only been out fairly recently it's probably still a lot of people are still catching up with it so it'd be a good one to cover mm. And, and a lot of people have it available at their fingertips. Yes, that exactly. Helps. Yeah, but yeah, it's fantastic. And Netflix at the moment for me, 
are just smashing. Chilling Everything it. they're doing at the moment is amazing. Like I say, Stranger Things and stuff like that is what's on everyone's lips at the moment. And so, because I saw, is it ca- Cabin in the Woods? Is that the one you've said is good with the five different yes. stereotypes? And yep. I saw that was on there. So, again, I avoided it because I'm being good. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? But So, are you being good because you're Just worried about Krampus? <laughs> yeah. Are you being a good little boy? Well, I've certainly learned all about <laughs> being a good little boy. Well, that's probably a good uh, place for us to kick off discussing the movie. Um, so we watched, we've just come out of Rare Exports. Um, it's our first foreign language film. Yep. Um, Adam, would you like to give us a quick synopsis of the... Yep, uh, basically it's uh, set, it's a Finnish film. Um, and uh, basically the plot is... There's a company that's drilling into a uh, mountain range where they believe they might have discovered something. And uh, two, there's a young boy who is witness to them making their initial sort of exploration and dig and everything else like that. Um, when it, and then shit starts getting real because they discover that what they've actually found in there is the grave of Santa. So uh, the boys run home. Uh, he becomes obsessed with looking through, and like we discussed last time with the Krampus, they sort of it features a lot of the more Nordic mythology with regard to Santa. So there's a lot of uh, Krampus-style imagery, horned Santa so beating children. Is that is that the original? Would you say is that? It's Krampus. Krampus isn't it, it like. Krampus is kind of an associate Santa. So you still get Santa because you still get St. Nicholas, but you get Krampus is kind of... So Krampus punishes where St. Nicholas rewards. Okay. Whereas this has sort of just put it together that it's Santa as a demonic uh, sort of Krampus-style figure. Um, so, so he's the Satan to Santa Claus's yeah. god, really. Is the... yeah. Yeah, so Chris, what did you make? I know it's, I'm not, it isn't straight up horror, but it's definitely got enough horror elements to yeah. be considered a Christmas horror, I feel. Okay, well I'll tell you what I thought. Excellent. I thought that was a compelling mystery slash black humour horror story woven around a coming of age boy turned into hero with some useful tips for budding entrepreneurs to look for business ideas <laughs> in the most unlikely places. Hmm, what can we do with 186 naked old men? <laughs> as, as Adam pointed out. Yeah. The, the only main thing I've got about that is because Lee introduced me to this film a few years back and there's a few people I work with where they'll sort of come to me and have you seen any good films? Because they know that I like weirder films and more obscure stuff and things like that. So I recommended one to uh, one of them, Rare Exports. His exact response when he came back to me, Rare Exports, a lot more old man cock than I was expecting for a, for a Christmas film. Yeah, I can see why Lee liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Liked it, he's based his look on it. <laughs> so I did say to Jennifer, she said to me today actually when we were on the train, she said, oh, what film are you covering tonight? I said, Rare Exports. Is that the one about all the naked old men? Like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I mean, as an image, it stays. It, it yeah. is the bit that stays with you beyond all else in this film. But I, but that's the thing. Until we started watching it again, 
I'd forgotten just how much I enjoyed it because, as you say, you just you just fixate on a lot of naked old men, really, despite the fact you really don't want to. Mm. Um, yeah, and I'd forgotten just how much I enjoy, despite the fact it's so grim and so. Yeah, uh, well, you've just oh, raised a good well. point there. So I've also got. I thought it was great fun and entertaining, but similarly to the witch, it was quite. Um, it was it almost felt like again a real look at life in Lapland. Yeah, and their family Finland. dynamic was really it's a bit harsh. Yeah, um, obviously they did show you know the difficulties of the father raising the son. Well, and also that sort of made me think. I didn't really like the dad, uh, so I sort of didn't want him to be successful. And at the end, obviously, he's successful because his son helps him. But you know, that's good, I suppose. It's because Cause he's, he's got. It's because he listens to his son. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I that's think a good that's way the, to see it. He finally acknowledges yeah. that his son got something useful. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, I you're thought right. I remembered him being a dick, but when I watched it this time, uh, it was a lot more sympathetic. Yeah, to him like you can see, you it. can see why it's not easy. Mm. But it did seem like, look, your son's kind of doing, you know, he's not being awful. Yeah, but I mean, he did give him a shotgun. Although I thought, you know, maybe train him at least once. Yeah. On, <laughs> Actually, it did remind me of I think it's in The Simpsons where somewhere they've got shotguns and they're all accidentally shooting them. Like, sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry, yeah. Yeah. sorry. Yeah. Homer joins the it's NRA. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, my bad. That was me again. Sorry. <laughs> I was expecting maybe something like that can happen. But he did well. Um, but yeah, yeah. so fairly realistic look at life in Lapland and the difficulties of livelihood. Yeah, so their livelihood, as you pointed out, Adam, reliant upon the reindeer that I guess they get a huge herd once a year. Mm. Um, and the fact that that could be so vulnerable to other external factors... And what mm. else are they going to do to make money? Exactly. That's, that's yeah. it, really. And, yeah. and the fact, and I've seen this before um, in real documentaries, where scientists want to study a certain area, but that can cause difficulties for the local people. Oh, you know, definitely. What do you yeah. do about that? Because it could be really important research, um, which although uh, I was a bit sceptical about the guy, what he was actually going to do with... Uh, Santa yeah, Claus, but once he got it, what his plan was to no. do with it. I, I but just, clearly, it turned out he was naughty. So. I got the impression mm. that he was just a rich millionaire and he believed but, it and he just wanted to, to see do, it for himself. But, but that's I did he not purely supposition. <laughs> if, you, if you prove Santa, it's probably... That's your claim to fame. It's like proving... Yeah, Bigfoot, yeah, yeah, or the existence of extraterrestrials, or something like that. If you prove Santa, your name's that, in the history book. Yeah, just, so I kind of assumed it was that. Well, yeah. so it, that was one of my complaints. Is though that I felt like he should have been clever enough to realise that he might have been a bad boy, and Santa would not be happy with him. But yeah, I sort of thought, what's he going to do? Where it's basically him on his own with the helicopter pilot, and he's mm. come back, and now there's a huge Santa and tons of elves, and how's he planning to? Well, I assume that he didn't factor for the elves. Oh, okay. And, like, the elves are basically there to protect Santa. Yeah. And they've disturbed that. So the guys have got Santa as far as the aircraft hangar, which I hadn't noticed before the fact that... That's the Sub-Zero company. Yeah, Yeah. I hadn't noticed before that it's... um, that the... Hangar door was 24, 24 yeah. exactly yeah. like the advent calendar. Yeah, which he'd stapled shut. Yeah, that yeah. is beautiful. Where he keeps them like <laughs> just trying to prevent Christmas yeah. by, yeah, as he gets more and more worried about. Um, yeah, first he's got tapes it and then he staples it shut as well. Yeah, but that, but also there's um, 
So I, I think he just bit off more than he can chew. Mm. He also assumed Santa was dead because, but uh, I mean, yeah. if anything, his intentions probably would be said by it when he makes a rousing speech that ends with, gentlemen, you have a grave to rob. Yes. Yeah. You know, at that point, you sort of think, well, that's, that's not a good attitude, presumably. <laughs> but as you say, yeah, if he was expecting to find Santa dead at the bottom of it, he was never expecting to have to contest with anything, I'm assuming. He thought mm-hmm. he was going to be a, a skeleton or a, you know... Well, a it's only because once he knew that he was being defrosted and he flew back on his own... True. Just seemed a little bit odd, but well, he flew back because they basically yeah they, they he, he was trying to secure what was yeah. going on, I suppose. Although you would have thought you know you'd turn I'd up a, a bit more, more security probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, um, yeah. So I thought moving on to the look and the style, it was amazing visuals again. You know, outside, um, mm. you know, like snow everywhere. It's pretty good. It's just a, it's, an amazing, it's an incredible landscape, but also yeah. you get. You get the idea of why, you know, if if you are reliant on, as you say, such a fragile system, mm. that when you're out in that landscape, you're you're fucked because it is quite cut off. Yeah, you know, um, and also the the thing the thing that I liked about it was how much it does kind of reference the thing. Okay. Especially when they go to the when they go to the mine and they find like that bit where it was just a huge hole in the ice with loads yeah. of with loads of hairy men looking into it. It's like that is just the thing. Yeah. You know. And um so I do like that sort of cuz I saw someone had described it as basically uh the thing meets Santa. Was how they described it. Not quite, but on a, a, on a visual close, level, yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay, and so, yeah, the characters, I thought they were really good, and again, the boy, another great role. Um, yeah, he's he really good, well. that kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, that seems to be the case in a lot of these horror films, that the, the children do what I think to be as good acting as the adults. I, thi- I think a lot of the time it's, you, you know, I think, especially if the kid's going to be the focus, they go into a lot. You know, they will take the time and get take, perfect. Yeah. yeah, but then on the other hand, there's equally thousands of films in which the kid is kind of incidental and therefore played poorly or just very irritating. Mm. Yeah, and I think, but I think, yeah, in, in this, uh, and also I think, I mean, I feel I feel bad for having it, but it's the character rather than the, I think the, the slightly older boy just does that sort of perfectly of just being you know the arrogant yeah. sort of bully yeah sort of prick that he is even though clearly they're sort of they are mates yeah but he's sort of he's obviously there because it's kind of like a power play where he's always going to be tougher and yeah. more grown up than he is mm. I suppose it was good because again that sort of twisted at the end when the boy mm, when he has to rescue him yeah P- Pietri, yes yeah yeah, um, yeah and, and so the the jokes I thought it, the humour seemed to start mostly when they found the old guy and he bites off his ear mm. and then he's in the corner and they're sort of prodding him and you know and then and then all his 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 anti Santa suit and preparation yeah. is quite funny as well. 
um, like the fucking man trap in the bottom yeah. of the uh, yeah yeah I'd forgotten all about that, yeah. Like that yeah um, and it was also kind of funny because there was a few kind of racist um, comments made by the uh, oh, by the Finnish against the Russians. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, they mentioned Russians a few times. This is the, well, this like is how they've got better technology. And yeah, yeah. If, what was, uh, yeah this will look like you know this the will be state, of, state of the art to yeah. the Russians. But, but yeah. why was it Russians? Because it was wasn't the Sub Zero company. They were English when they were. They well, were talking it, English it, at the start. Yeah, they saying that. Was so, the, so where the fence was was the border of Russia. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Because where it's set is. Uh, I'm probably going to... I'll apologise now to any Finnish listeners about the fucking butchery <laughs> of which your language will suffer for the next five minutes. We don't mean um, But Korva Tunturi, which is the mountain range, is a genuine place in Lapland. It's the northernmost part uh, of Lapland. So... Um, it's a fell, which is the old Norse fjall, which means mountain or high barren landscape. So moorland as well can yeah. be included in that. Um, yeah, located in the Euro Kakonan National Park in Lapland, the northernmost region of Finland. The name means ear fell in Finnish due to its shape. Uh, it's got three peaks, the middle one being on the border between Russia and Finland. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously yeah, and it's and they say that there's a lot of problems with like sort of not not problems with the border, but you have to be you know, you have to have all your documentation if yeah. you're crossing over, and there's, you know, there's a lot of. Basically, it's kind of the last bastion. Yeah. So okay. you get the impression that if you're in that region, it's probably, you know, you're just immediately, oh, the Russians are the problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, even when it's like, oh, it's Russian wolves and things like that. <laughs> so, yeah. so that, that, I was just thinking that might be accurate then, because I don't suppose the poorer people of Russia would have had much technology. So is that actually? I think it might. I think it might just be a bit of regional racism, where just basically you don't like the neighbours. Okay. Yeah, you know, a bit, but borderlands tend to be a lot more um, feisty against one. Yeah, another, they, yeah. That, that sort of those sort of areas tend to butt up more, just basically because they see more of each other. Yeah, but they are still defined by that line between them, I suppose. So you kind of, it's tribal instinct to mm. just immediately sort of yeah. assume them you know um, but the that area is best known as the the home of Father Christmas uh, according to Finnish folklore the, this land is the location of Father Christmas's secret workshop uh, and another story like this is that the ear shaped structure of the fell hmm. uh, allows Santa to hear the uh, wishes of every child on earth. Uh, that's quite good. Cool. Uh, like children that. can send letters. Uh, send letters to Santa. Um, at, at a genuine at the genuine postal code for the area, which is double nine double nine nine Corva uh, all posts sent to that address actually gets redirected to the Santa Claus village in uh, Rovenlen. But wow. it's like a thing where basically because that's where they say Santa's workshop is, so they just put Father Christmas that, but the post office know to redirect it to a place where people will answer or whatever like that. Well, wow, so it's good. actually quite a big. It's it's a it's a big thing, and it's it's the it is genuinely where the Lapland stuff of Santa comes from. Yeah, 
so there's you know it's a real place, real national park, and borders with Russia. So uh, yeah, because that was the thing when I read about that, and then seeing it where there's a lot of you know oh great now we've got Russian wolves coming in and stuff yeah. like that. It was like oh right okay yeah and I get this a lot. I, I get this a lot more now. Yeah, uh, knowing something about the area. So, yeah. The scenery was fantastic there. Mm. Of course, yeah. I, I don't know if it was actually shot there. Um, yeah, mm. oh yeah, it was. It yeah. was. Yeah, but yeah, the, the, as you say, when he gave that speech at the beginning, stood on top of the yeah. mountain with the others in the background. Yeah, it looked great. so picturesque. Yeah. It felt like it almost must have been a matte painting because it just looked yeah. so nice. It looked. It, it might. I mean, I think it might have been. I think the view might have been real, but I don't know if he was there. I was, mm. I was trying to sort of work out if it was green screen or not. I don't know. And considering the budget, I think yeah. everything on this looked fantastic. I don't think any of it looked... No, nothing looks cheap. That's the that's what I mean. I was trying to see if that was and it. You could, because, yeah, no. And I wasn't sure. And also, it's one of those things where you just naturally assume that it's like, they wouldn't have sent someone all the way up to do that sort of thing. You know? <laughs> what, what was the budget? Uh, don't know. I just know it was a lower budget because it didn't have a massive I'll, release. I'll, I'll see if I can find out. We'll see if we can find out live, yeah. live, live, live time. My last two minor complaints are: I'll I don't know if it. I missed it, but the Piperian, Piperian, the guy who flew the helicopter. Yeah. Was there any hints as to him being able to fly helicopters? Yeah, it says okay. at the start when they go to the reindeer run. Mm. Um, the older boy says he couldn't get the helicopter started, so we're having uh, to go out okay. in snowmobiles. That's right, right, I missed that then. Okay, yeah. that's good. Um, and it it seemed maybe a little bit harsh to fly around for so long with the children in sacks in the freezing <laughs> cold while it was snowing. But, but I'm they sure they're pretty tough. Me. They have. Yeah, so they you know, maybe they're tougher than I would be. Well, they had to grow up. Oh, you're there yeah. in sheds in Finland. Uh, yeah, so they probably are tough as fuck. Well, that no, could no, explain no, it. The kid wandering around, wandering around in his pants for like the yeah. first half. Yeah, in the snow. Exactly, that's what I mean. They just, just no, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, they could beat up Geordie with and how, how, <laughs> how cold resilient they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and who was it that killed the reindeer? Because they thought it was wolves, as you said, that had come through that hole in the fence, mm. Russian wolves, but. I assumed it was meant to be Santa Claus, but if he'd escaped he to kill, it was the elves. No, so it must have been oh, the elves. Yeah. Okay, mm. because there's enough of them. Because at first you just okay, think it's so, that single Santa. So why did they kill the reindeer? Because they were hungry. Okay, they got woken up presumably with Santa. See, I was wondering that. Were they frozen with Santa or were they elsewhere and uh, his being defrosted just yeah, woke them, them from yeah. wherever they were and they just all. Descended upon, mm. yeah, which again was never really explained, but it didn't didn't need to be. I didn't think it took anything yeah, away no, from the film. Yeah, that probably doesn't matter too much, but yeah, okay. I suppose because we didn't see the meat much else. I, yeah, I wasn't sure why. No, but it was funny the the gingerbread thing. Every yeah, time they did seem keen on that. They were... Yeah, so I guess they were probably a bit hungry. <laughs> a budget of just under. Looks like uh, just under two million euros. Mm. Bloody hell! See, that's nothing rem- for a film. Bearing in mind this film good. is, much, is yeah. not it's two thousand and ten, so it's not that long ago. Yeah. Um, but for a film, like you say, for a film, I mean that's practically unheard of. Yeah. Mm. 
you, I mean, well, it, no, it's not unheard of, but you know. Yeah, yeah, for, for a film that looks this good, that's, mm. that's what I mean, their budget was obviously really well, I mean, I suppose there weren't a lot of people in it, so it was pretty much just an effects budget for CGI'd old men and... Uh, yeah. Oh, no, a lot of the other... They were I mean, real, were they? There's, there's a few, there's quite a few old men credited. Mm. So I had to look through the credits just to see if there was any sort of, you know, people had turned up on anything. Yeah. The only thing that I'm, because I think uh, Pipari re, re, Nen, mm. Pipari Nen, Granville Fetcher Cloth. Um, the one that looked like a Viking. Yes, the, the one in the Aviators. Yeah. Um, Got his ear bit off. He yeah. is in he's in a film that I've been trying to track down for ages uh, called Back to the USSR um, at which again because I'm on a vampire kick I'm going to try and get hold of because it's basically it's it has Lenin as a vampire oh, that sounds like fun yeah and it's like a, a horror comedy um, but he also plays a character called Prostitute <laughs> in a film that I now want to see because I read about it, which is by the same director, but it's called Lipton Copton and the Shadows of Sodoma. Um, and basically, from what I gather, it's like a cross-dressing Blade Runner. <laughs> so I really fucking want to see that. Sold. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'll have half a dozen. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, other, other than that, sort of, you know, I, I, nothing I was familiar with. Because mm. strangely enough, due to my fairly lack of experience with Finnish television yeah. and film, so <laughs> I would definitely see more Finnish horror films. Having seen this, well, there's uh, there was a there's a woman in it. Uh, well, it says there's a woman in it, <laughs> and she has a credited name. She's called Trina, but I can only assume that's the woman on the walkie-talkie because. I can't there remember. are no visible women in the movie. Not, not with the speaking part. Mm. You know what I mean. So I kind of. But apparently, she's written three horror films. Wow. Uh, the Convent, uh, which she's also in, and then two films that are in pre-production at the moment: The Devil's Convent and Punks Undead. Okay. Um, but she's been in other horror films. She's in Sorority Row. Uh, oh, with the original a, or the remake? Uh, remake. With a big ass spider. Don't Kill It with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, but I just watched that last week. Oh, right. Oh, I, for- I completely forgot talking to stuff we watched. I watched Don't Kill It. And is that any good? It's no. fine. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> it was all right. It was pretty good. I mean, it's a film starring Dolph Lundgren. I wasn't really... Yeah, I wasn't yeah, going to pull out all the stops for that one. It was quite... Um, so, so basically, just to go through it very quickly, quick mm. synopsis, they find this gin demon thing... Um, and basically, it gets into a person, and that person goes in a rage and kills everybody in sight. And whoever kills that person, the demon leaps into. So oh. the idea is that you want to try and trap it, but not kill it, because if you kill it, you just become the demon. So yeah. it doesn't matter how trapped in you get it, eventually it's going to escape or whatever. So Yeah, how do you keep it trapped for everyone? So what he basically worked out... Well, his father... Had originally the way it was trapped. So when they it, at the beginning of the film they open it like a gin, it's in a bottle. Oh, yeah. So what had happened is his father had taken poison and then killed it. So the demon leapt into him and but then he died, but nobody killed him. Oh, so when scary. that happened, the spirit came out like a little mm-hmm. orb, 
and basically, yeah, Dolph Lundgren had put it into a bottle and he was on his way to take it somewhere and he had a car crash and the bottle fell out and a hunter found it and opened it by accident and right. started the whole thing again. Um, it was all right. It was fairly... It was it was an hour and a half. It, it was on Netflix, so mm-hmm. it didn't cost me anything to watch it and I enjoyed it for an hour and a half. I so, wouldn't go out and spend a fortune on it, but it, it was a good film. Yeah. I, there was nothing about it I disliked. It's pretty fairly original. You know, it was a nice concept. Really, yeah. Like it kept you guessing and trying to work out what where yeah. they were going to go with it next. And yeah, it was. Yeah, I enjoyed it. She's also in a film called *The Zombie Jaeger*, uh, which obviously Jaeger's Hunter, isn't it? Yeah. As in Jaeger Meister. Yes. Um, but I wrote down the synopsis because uh, uh, again, I just get sort of sidetracked when I do the research and find it hence Lipton Cockton in the shadow of Sodoma yeah the zombie yaga in the not too distant future Gothenburg has been invaded by zombies the police are powerless and a team of German zombie hunters are called in to solve the problem and clean up the city on the way through the streets of Gothenburg they run into everything from an Italian assassin to some Swedish reporters on the wrong side of the barricades I was trying to figure out what's causing the epidemic, but I just thought, because it, it was Gothenburg, so I thought that might... It might pique an interest in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds good. Uh, I would definitely be up for seeing that as well at some point. Because, uh, uh, again, I've only seen it the once before, and I loved the... Um, the list of guidelines when they find Santa's grave. That are handed out. Yeah, like the new the, rules. no swearing, no yeah. smoking, no drinking. Wash behind your ears. Yeah. <laughs> and sort of li- there's because I mean even because uh, there's I think that's the thing is there's there's sort of there is a lot of humour in it's particularly like you say once they've got Santa in the yeah. slaughterhouse and they tie him up. As yeah. Well. Oh yeah. I mean that, when they're just sat there eating yeah. cookies and he's swinging. But also, I just think it's... I mean, the way that they slow-mo the old men running into the corral, yeah. so it's meant to be as majestic as seeing mm. the reindeer in slow motion as they are put, but it's just a bunch of really old, old men with their cocks flapping about. <laughs> but it's still... It's scored with the same <laughs> level of wonder and sort of, you know, like a big coral sort of... Yeah, and it's, I, it's... I hate to think what would have happened if they'd actually caught the boy. Oh, I mean that's the thing. I mean, I I think the first time, the first time we saw this, we were just constantly saying um, we were just making Jimmy Savile comparisons. Yeah. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Uh, when we <laughs> when we first saw it. But yeah, it's a, it's definitely a good one. It's definitely one that I'm I'm gonna watch every Christmas. I think it's a it's a good fun. Mm. hour and a half on a Sunday afternoon you know it's and it, I think it's also because it doesn't quite every time it doesn't quite go where you think it's going like you said because it starts off and it has a fairly bleak element to it because although yeah. there's, there's sort of the, the, there's little touches done, but it's kind of you're basically expecting old Santa's going to come and fuck this shit up and yeah. everything and then you sort of move off into the oh they've caught Santa and then it move and then it veers again and then by the end of it where it's like you've turned this into like 
a business yeah. <laughs> of like making Santa's. See, that really made me laugh. Yeah. yeah, the end of it where it's it feeds into the whole thing of well, he's not really Santa; he's one of his helpers. And yeah, they kind of turned yeah. it into that. I thought that it's how really Santa can be wherever. Uh, how Santa can be in every mall. Yeah. But is it truly a good business? Because won't they run out of Santas? Or are they still them, magical enough that they last money. forever? They haven't made enough money. They haven't got. Well, they can just ship them out every year. And not only that, but also if they get rid of them, presumably <coughs> the reindeer will be back next year. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, true. You know, well, mind you, there's only two left. As long as it's a male <laughs> and a female, otherwise they're really fucked. <laughs> but yeah, the Santas, you just box them back up and send them back after Christmas when you're finished with them. You hire yeah. them out again. Yeah, that's true. It's a hire. Yeah, do it as a hire. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's got to be some worth in the horns they cut off. Mm. Yeah, they I mean, look that's, wicked. That, again, really that's, just, that's just beautiful as well, where it's that sort of thing of, oh, while we're here. We'll have that. Yeah, we're <laughs> having them. It's that hunter mentality. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. natural hunters. We want, pr- we want a proof of what we bagged yeah, here. Before we blow we'll it look. to yeah. pieces with dynamite. It was, it was lucky they didn't blow it just a bit too soon. Like they, I thought that they always do that in films distance. they always get the radius just right where yeah. it blows your hat off but doesn't <laughs> yeah. never sets fire to a person yeah but that, that is that is if you've been trained in demolition oh, you know exactly that, that's yeah. what they call it they call it the hat radius <laughs> you know it's, it, it, as long as it's, it's tuss- the event horizon yeah, the explosion yeah it's the like, well, if your hat comes off then you know you were in exactly the right position you know <laughs> anything further than that you know if it's Tussles a lapel or something like that. You know, you might be a bit too close. With my cravat singed, yeah. I'm no longer a professional. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, I knew. I used to um, one of the cold stores I used to work at. There was a bloke who was there. Who, I mean, bless him. He was pissed all the time. <laughs> and I mean, when you're wumping boxes of meat around, it's pretty much fine. Yeah. But I asked him what he used to do. He used to do demolition. He was like, I don't know why they sacked me. Like, because you smell like a fucking brewery, mate. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's not... Uh... No. How many things did you blow up incorrectly? Yeah. yeah, you do wonder how you know how badly do you have to get things when you're just breaking <laughs> shit. To... Yeah, yeah, but when it's explosions... <laughs> Really fucking badly. That's true. That's like, true. That, again, back to the Simpsons, where it's like, oh, here comes the implosion. Implosion. <laughs> <laughs> I like that clip they had of um, there was uh, like a news crew. They were filming a, a block of flats being destroyed, mm. and they pressed the button. You heard the crump. And then a bus pulled right in front of the camera because the bus driver wanted to have a look while he was driving <gasps> past. So they saw fuck all. They just saw dust and that was it. And then the bus drove off and there was no fucking building left. <laughs> Dear. Strange enough, that make it much more famous than if they just had the building. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think, that, I think the clip went that. everywhere. That yeah. So... So off the the topic of horror, mm-hmm. now obviously Christmas is rapidly approaching. Mm-hmm. What what are your uh, must watch movies in the run up to Christmas? Do you have a like myself? Do you have a set list of things that I review, Chris? Do you have anything that you know? No. Do you not know, see? I I have it for Halloween. No, it's for Christmas. Mm. I have I've got a, a a collection of Christmas DVDs. And over the course of December, 
I must work my way through all of them. Do you have the same, Adam? I have as yeah, I definitely do. What are yours consist of? Um Blackadder's Christmas Carol. Absolutely. Always in there. At least three times. Yeah. Um I believe Claire uh, Claire always does um Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. so we'll be doing that this year. Yep, definitely. Um and yeah, I mean there's I mean weirdly enough, like the MR Jones like Ghost Stories for Christmas and things like that. Yeah. I do watch them at Christmas, but I'll quite happily watch them every fucking day that you know. I'll yeah. I'll watch them in June, I don't care. Well they're um, not Christmas oriented, so No. Because you got us that box set, didn't you, mm. for Jennifer oh, and I? Yeah. Um, yeah, and we've watched the whole thing about four times, I reckon, in the three years since you got it for us. So, yeah, it's definitely come out of, out of season. Batman Returns. Is that Christmas? It's a very good Christmas film, that is. Because it okay. is set at Christmas and there's lots of snow and stuff. Okay. Uh, and is, also, that, is that the one with the penguin? Yeah. yeah. Nothing says Christmas like a deformed <laughs> circus freak kidnapping children and attempting <laughs> to drown them. Um, Don't Kill It is set at Christmas, so that'd be a good one. Oh, if you okay. are going to watch it, yeah. yes, watch it around Christmas time. I, I was recently reminded that hardware is set at Christmas, so I'm thinking of making oh God. that, that a, uh, a Christmas tradition. Yeah. Um... Then, of course, there's just sort of like the usual, like, like I say, there's the usual sort of bits and pieces. It mainly tends to be the weirder end. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, it's not every year, but pretty much by, you know, sort of every couple of years it'll be Gremlins. Because I'll remember, oh yeah, Gremlins. That is a bit of Christmas, Christmas. yeah. 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 Um, but what about yourself, sir? Oh, my list is ridiculously extensive. Well, For somebody it. who doesn't... I, I like Christmas, but I think I like the idea of it when I was six. So Christmas now is always just, oh, yeah, it's not what it was. And it's I'm a always, hassle when you're an adult. Yeah, so I'm always disappointed. But my, So my Christmas watching is always um, Blackadder's Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. Elf, Nightmare Before Christmas, Scrooged, uh, the Box of Delights have to oh, watch yeah. that mm-hmm. since it was released three years ago I have to watch that every year um, Bad Santa now Bad Santa 2 has been added uh-huh. into that um, my my uh, my one kind of tradition that I have is when I wrap my Christmas presents every year I have to put on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation okay um, that's with wrap, Chevy Chase with Chevy Chase uh, yeah. yeah love that movie um well, yeah, Die Hard I have to see every year at oh, Christmas. Oh yeah, Christmas film, yeah. Um, what else have I got? I'm going to kick myself because as soon as I... Tomorrow I'll be going, yeah. you didn't mention you, the Grinch well, cartoon so and you didn't mention... I have to watch um, the Disney Christmas um, Mickey Mouse uh Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, I have to watch that every year. Muppets Christmas Carol. Muppets Christmas. Oh, Muppets Christmas Carol. I went last year. Oh yeah. On Christmas Eve, I went with Lady Jennifer and Chris Jones. Um, we went and had lunch in the Dutch pub in Soho, and then went to the Prince Charles Cinema and went to the sing along. Yeah. Um, Muppets Christmas Carol, and it was phenomenal. It was so good. They had so Santa came on stage, um, which was amazing to see the real Santa. Yeah. Um, 
No, it's probably then... one of his helpers. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty Did he have a Finnish accent? No. Did he have... Finish... I'd say no. I was arsehole. Fair enough, he could have the... been speaking... <laughs> because <laughs> the Prince Charles now does... The Prince Charles has always sold beer in the mm. cinema. Um, but because it's right in the middle of Soho and lots of people are into craft beer now, they had an amazing selection of Belgian uh, and German craft beers. So Chris and I were up every 15 minutes topping up on beer. Plus, of course, we took hip flasks of brandy and whiskey mm-hmm. with us. Um, oh, I know, it's Christmas. It is, it's Christmas Eve. Like You've got to get trolley. Um, but yeah, so they got Santa up and he got people out of the audience and they did a um, Christmas jumper competition and then they did a whole pantomime thing. So every time uh, Michael Caine came up, you had to boo him. And every time Tiny Tim came up, you had to go, ah, oh, and it was, yeah, like it was, mm. it was majoritively drunken adults. I'm not yeah. going to lie, but, but it was a really good laugh. And it was all the lyrics come up uh, when the songs are playing. So you can all oh, sing cool. along. It was just, it was a really nice afternoon. We had a really good giggle. And uh, yeah, so I think we're going to try and make that a tradition to try and get tickets yeah. but I, yeah I think buying tickets is going to be if you haven't bought them by the 1st of November you haven't got a chance because mm. they they show it every weekend from end of November but yeah the tickets sell out like stupidly yeah. fast so yeah the tickets for Christmas Eve I think last year we bought two months in advance so another, another two that I've just been reminded because mo- I think mostly mine is TV specials mm rather than actual films. Uh, Holy, the bottom episode, uh, with, with Christmas. <laughs> I have not seen that in a really long oh, time. It's, it's, uh, what a terrible way to spend your first Christmas. Well, lying on your back with a bottle in your mouth sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> and um, League of Gentlemen's Christmas. Yes, yes. The, now I'd, The trilogy. I like the, do the have Man to see one. that. That is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That reminds me, actually, yeah, that's another one for Halloween, is the Halloween bomb episode, which is yes, just brilliant. Trick or ruddy treat. What I don't get is every time you say trick or treat, why does he have to foul himself? <laughs> no, I think it's just a desperate attempt to amuse. <laughs> oh, I think I need to watch that again just, tomorrow, actually. Just, just for the moment, you can be a talking Halloween banana. <laughs> You know, this is my last pair of tights, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> if any of this gets out. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I, th- I think that's I think that's probably what it is. I think a lot of mine's is basically TV comedies at Christmas and stuff. Probably roll out night and go as well because I love that one. Oh, you know, yeah, well, that's the, going back. Yeah, where the long way. where the woman turns up and they make her sign a contract that she will not be doing anything of an allegorical nature this Christmas. Oh, yeah, because she's called basically she turns up pregnant. She's called Mary, and it's like I reckon it's I reckon it's an allegory. No, no, she wouldn't do that to us. No. <laughs> well, get her to sign this contract, make sure nothing of an allegorical nature will be taking place. <laughs> And then she starts giving birth to various consumer goods, like uh, stacks of videos, golf clubs. That's trying to uh, make a point, then. Yeah, the uh, what was it? The then pictures of the houses in the water. Do you mean Canaletto's views of Venice? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 
There's a lot of fun. So do you me. not? So Chris, do you not have anything that at Christmas time you think, oh, I've got to, I've got to watch that. It's, it gets me in the festive mood, or. Well, I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> not at all. Um, like I think last year we probably watched the Snowman. That's about oh, it. Oh, that used to yeah yeah. That um, used to be a good I mean, one. It's probably because I don't think Toby even notices that Christmas is happening. I think this year maybe we'll start to do some things because Eve will be interested. Perhaps. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, personally, I've never had anything that I particularly look forward to watching. Yeah, I think Christmas Day this year, um, we've not decided yet if we're going abroad. If we go abroad, obviously, then we'll be doing whatever. But um, I think our plan this year is to stay at home for Christmas Day for the first time in our 17 years of being together or something yeah. ridiculous. Um, yeah, so I think this year we will probably just save a load of Christmas stuff up. Yeah. yeah and just have a day long. We'll stay in our pyjamas. We're going to get something nice for... so. We were discussing this earlier today. I think it's going to be the traditional eggs Benedict for breakfast and uh, lobster for afternoon tea, and then for like the main meal, we're going to get a, a pheasant or something, something a bit different. Um, yeah, and just stay in our pajamas and just marathon Christmas movies all day. Which that sounds pretty impressive. Yeah, which sends mm. me down to the ground, sit in the screening room and just watch watch Christmas movies. So yeah. It should be uh, interesting. It'll be different. I might, I might make a fool out of the duvet. <laughs> no. And just, I don't know, get a load of magic mushrooms. <laughs> Come back round sometime around New Year. What, what will Claire think about this? Uh, well, she'll just have to lump it. <laughs> because it's happening. She'll just have to babysit you because I know she won't get involved. Well, no, she'll just she'll, she'll just sit there and it. To be honest, I'll probably make as much fucking sense as I do when I'm tired. <laughs> do you know so. what I? Do you, I? It's funny. I have that problem. When I get tired, I start my speech slurs. Um. When you say tired, how many pints of tired <laughs> have you had? But yeah, it, it's it's you know people do think that they go oh well you know. Slurring your speech, maybe you've had enough. It's like, no, I'm just, I'm knackered. I just, yeah, even if I've not been mm. drinking, it, my speech naturally does that when I'm tired. It's terrible, really. I'll tell you what, they didn't believe that down Romford Police Station when I tried to get Dean out that time. <laughs> it's like, how much did he have to drink? Well, I don't know, I weren't with him. Well, his speech is still slightly slurred. No, he always sounds like that. Yeah. But no, they didn't, they didn't uh, believe it. I think it probably didn't help that they tried to wake him up and he said, fuck off. <laughs> Police don't like that. No. That's their least favourite term. Yeah. Well, one of. Mm. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. And, are, um, are we planning to, do, are we going to do a, a, a run through various Christmas specials at some point? Yeah, I think we should. I yeah. think, um. As a, a Christmas present to our man. As a uh, Christmas bonus. Yes. Um, we're going to drop this episode early. Yeah. And, yeah, does that sound good? Sounds good to me. So if we maybe, because we we're only going to get two one, two in at Christmas, weren't we? Yeah. So if we drop an extra one in. Yeah. And we do an extra. 
Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to get a bonus episode on top of this one. Next week, we are going to do some of the ghost stories for Christmas. And possibly Crooked House. That counts as one of the ghost stories of Christmas. I think we so, need yeah. to do Crooked House. That, actually, Crooked House is a regular. Yeah, yeah, and, so, yeah, and for So me. that will save that. That will save me having to do it then. There you go. Yeah. So we will, we will introduce Chris to Crooked House. Yeah. Which is a... And the, the beautiful works of Mr. M.R. James, as yes. adapted by the beautiful people at the BBC. Absolutely. Um, over the varying decades. So we will decide on some episodes. Well, let's discuss... Should we discuss some episodes now? Should we just discuss yeah. it a bit? Uh, Should we have it as a Christmas surprise? That'd be nice. Christmas surprise. Yeah. Yeah, so we will be out to you next weekend. We'll give you an extra special bonus episode of us discussing um, the M.R. James, a few of the M.R. James ghost stories for Christmas. Um, We'll make it the more easily accessible ones so that you guys don't have trouble Tracking uh, tracking them down. Uh, and also, yeah, The Crooked House, which was a... It was when they... We've discussed it previously on the show. When they revived The Ghost Stories for Christmas and Mark Gatiss did his own over three nights. It was a three-night anthology ghost story. Um, and it was absolutely amazing. Truly brilliant. It mm. totally lifted my Christmas. Um it was just nice to see some. Uh, uh, it was weird because it was it was nice to see something traditional. In yeah. the, it was a Christmas ghost story, but also not an adaptation, so it was new. Yeah. So. And again, it was Mark Gatiss, so it was brilliantly done, brilliantly mm. written, and it totally lifted my Christmas viewing pleasure because I find that Christmas viewing now is one or two specials and then just a load of big budget movies that have got fuck all to do with Christmas mm. that they put out and it just it doesn't do anything for me so this was the first time in a long time that I'd really enjoyed my viewing at Christmas just you know just on the basis of that well similarly it was like the thing that they said like when like with the League of Gentlemen's Christmas where they said right we wanted to do snow and actually have it set at Christmas <laughs> rather than the thing that a lot of programmes do where it's like oh Christmas is coming up so what we'll do is, is we'll have a special but we're in fucking Florida. And we'll go to Benidorm, yeah. Yeah, no, and all just, that sort of shit. Yeah. I mean, just think, yeah, but when you filmed this, it was July, wasn't it? Yeah. So you basically had a holiday and are now showing me this at Christmas now that I am frozen to the fucking chair. <laughs> Is it going to snow this Christmas? No. Well, you heard it here first, folks. There you go. That was so, it. It's definitive. So there you, you go. The Nostradamus of weather, Lee Porter has said. There will be no snow, but I will expect all of you to go and watch a shitload of Malcolm and Wise because Malcolm and Wise is Malcolm. Is, is Christmas, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Malcolm and Wise, the two Ronnies. No. Well, go and watch the two Ronnies. Two Ronnies. And go and watch Malcolm and Wise. Malcolm and Wise. Ken Dodd. Porridge Christmas specials. Porridge watch Christmas specials. Well. Yeah. Uh, I still like the Simpsons Christmas specials, although they're not what they were. I still. Mm, yeah. Oh no, there's, there's, it's always yeah. Actually, and the uh, I must say, I think that there's possibly a part of me that I like to tune into EastEnders just to see how extraordinarily miserable they're making it. Oh God! You know, I it's, it's, it, no, I, I it's always the domestic violence episodes at Christmas, or somebody's going to die, or it's the big split up. Like it's always something. That's what I mean. Horrendous, it's, as I remember from you know probably a decade ago. But I'm assuming that I, I think they can only top it now 
in that one of the one of the characters is skinned alive. Now that I would tune in for. Yeah, especially if it's a live episode. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Are we going to do the? Are we going to do those, or are we? We'll gonna... do. We'll do. We'll do them on the. Actually, yeah. Let's. Should let's... we do them on the? Uh, right. Let's, let's. Right. We have. We're going to break the fourth wall now, ladies and gentlemen, um, and yeah. <laughs> and explain why we're slightly out of the Christmas salt. Yeah. Um, is that these are recorded a month in advance at least, and currently it's the twenty seventh of October. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we've got Halloween crackers um, which we are going to pull now would you like me to pull both your crackers at once oh hang on I'm going to stick I'm going to get a bit oh he's going to video this that's a nice cracker let's get a bit of light on this shit Uh, you're not going to be able to hold your phone and do your crackers are you Uh, well I can try get both of them in the end yeah because I'm manly like that you know hang on I'm doing both lights yeah he's going full on there we go we're going full on okay now let's fucking this shit up okay and that is going right so pull your Lee, fuckers use muscles hey. Hey. oh That's we got good. one each as well look at that oh hey. I love the smell of them right oh oh wow look at that I've What's got a plastic snake hey oh <laughs> I wasn't expecting that oh hang on I'll hey, oh no that. it's a Let's, I'll save that one Oh, it's got a Christmas hat in it as well. Ooh. You've got a witch's finger. Oh, I've got a scorpion. Oh, nice. Nice. I ate one of those today. I saw you ate one of those. Anyway, let's get... Let's get... Put your silly hat on. What do you call a witch who Hang lives... On. Go on. What do you call a witch who lives at the beach? Sandwich. Yeah. Ah. Okay, uh, right, what we got here? Uh, why didn't the skeleton go to the party? Don't he know. had no body to, to go, go with. with. That's it. Hey. And um, I've got... Hang on, hang on, I've got to fill things. Go on. What kind of dessert does a ghost like? Ice cream! Mm. Yay! So what did you so what did everyone get? You got snake, a wiggly finger, and a scorpion. Yay! They're wicked, yeah. I like them. <laughs> I've never seen these before. Oh. Well I thought I thought I'd leave that for the uh, for the happy couple. Oh. Anniversary. Oh bless you, thank you. That's alright now. Oh. Right, when's your anniversary? First of October, isn't it? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, it's, it's Halloween. It's but so you, did the, you did the driving. Yes, for it, yeah, 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 we did. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, don't worry, you, you don't have to do anything for anniversaries, it's just mm. the couple. It's not It's not like birthdays, you don't have to worry, it's all gone. Oh, he gave you a cracker. He did, and that's very lovely. And we will enjoy yeah. that when we get back from uh, no, Ghost Watch. I'm bunging these up. As they say in the train. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got to fucking tell you this, though. Go on. Uh, and I, I'm going to keep this on record. Oh, we're still uh, recording. I think we, we are right. still recording, yes. Um, so, I work with two people. We shall call one my colleague, and we shall call one my manager, because that's what they are. 
Now, my colleague... Where did was... that come from? What's that? Did you put that raven over there that makes yeah. a noise? You... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, yeah. So, they're... Um, basically, they're going through... One of them's going through his phone. My colleague is going through his phone. And he goes... <laughs> oh, look. Uh, ten wheelchair users were banned, have been banned from the Paralympics uh, because they tested positive for WD-40. I was like, heard it before, you know. My manager goes, what? What, were they putting it on the wheels or were they sniffing it? <laughs> Gets better. My colleague then starts scanning through his phone going, it doesn't say. Oh my God. I reckon it could be a joke. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right, so thanks ever so much for listening. Um and uh we shall see you next week for the surprise Christmas episode. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.